0: Hello and welcome to The Lemon Law. I'm your host, Emily. My name is Luis.
1: My name is Julian.
0: And I'm Emily Marie. Welcome to our third episode where we're talking about the question, can you build attraction or do you look for it right away? So we have lots to say on this topic tonight. Um... And I'm curious what each of my friends here thinks about answering this question. Um, So lots to discuss, and let's dive right in. Um, So one thing that came to mind for myself with this question is, like, when you go on a first date, is it something where you're looking for attraction right away, or should you go on a couple more dates to try and see um, if maybe initially you weren't attracted, attracted to someone. Um, but it just takes more time with someone more opening up to then decide more time, even just spent with the person. Um, and I know my personal example of that was going on a first date and I felt like I could, I could go either way. And I feel like part of it is because I wanted to just meet up for a quick walk because I didn't want to like spend a ton, a ton of time with the person. And Maybe that was part of me like not feeling that attraction right away was because I wasn't fully intentional and invested in it and like giving it a chance. Um, But I know on that second date when we really like sat down to dinner and had really good conversation, it was like this immediate connection and both emotionally and physically. And it was great. And I just didn't expect that to happen on the second date. In terms of feeling that connection and that attraction build right away and i don't don't know if it was just that um we just needed to have deeper conversations or like spend more time together but uh yeah but i feel like second date was pretty right away as well so yeah that's kind of my personal example (laughs) with
2: that what were kind of your thoughts after the first date
0: um i think i was just it was, I feel like it was a lot of surface level conversation. And I think I'm fine with that, but I am someone who, I feel like I go pretty deep right away with conversations and I'm looking for that emotional connection. And so since we didn't like quite get there on the first date, I don't know if maybe that's why I didn't feel that, but I I think you're kind of like scoping the person out and seeing, but that's where I've ever since then, I've been wanting to be really intentional with being open-minded with every date and being like let me just make sure i'm being really present with this person and open for anything so that i'm not just thinking about is this worth my time should we turn around <laughs> after how many so like, why, miles what, of
2: walking why would you say you gave him a <laughs> second sorry. date kind of thing versus I, like yeah. other people where it's like been the first date and like
0: I think because I was maybe a little like unsure and I couldn't quite tell and I'm someone who I love connection and like learning from people and so I feel like I usually do Um, if I'm unsure try again for a second date to see Um, and then yeah I think on that second date it was just the conversations we had and then I feel like he also took more initiative with like wanting to be like physically close to me and things like that. And that helped me open up more and give it a shot. And then from there, it was really nice.
3: And I've had similar, similar experiences with that. But I feel like it went the other way. So I Mm -hmm. feel like there was times when I've been like semi attracted to somebody in person and I'm like, could go either way. Um, So I feel like, okay, let's give them a chance. Right. I had this thing for a while where I always gave people three dates Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just kept thinking, like, maybe the next time it would be better, right? Maybe the next time we will have that emotional or physical connection. Um, And this one guy in particular, just it just never got there for me. And, like, I feel like by the time it was the third or fourth date, it was, like, then awkward to, like, to bring up the, like, oh, this isn't working now, when I kind of feel like I knew that in the beginning, but I was trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, so I don't know what that is.
0: So then what happened on the third day or after that? Did you break it off in person or?
3: We did. Yes, I did. You did?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember what you said? I'm always like so. I feel like it's so hard to have those conversations. Something about
3: like not having like a connection for me. Like just not feeling like past a friendship. I feel like we had a really good like friendship yeah but it was never he never really initiated like a physical like connection or we never really connected on like a different level than just yeah. like let's be friends and go have dinner
0: how did he take that
3: not great really because really. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say I was like I, def- I definitely like from the outside looking in I was like I applaud you for being straightforward in terms of like mm-hmm. telling him how you actually felt after the third day and being transparent because like mm-hmm. you could have just as easily just Ghosted him. We're not right. talk to him ever again. So, in my, I like when Emily asked about what his reaction was. It was like knowing how guys are. I'm like, I'm not surprised that he was pretty mad about like, that. He
3: texted me like the next day, pretty much just saying that like I didn't, I didn't give it a chance. Wow. And uh, I mean, that's that's yeah. his opinion, right? Yeah. Like, I understand
0: that. Yeah. Well, good for you for having that in person conversation and because that, that's challenging but that's good that you did that
2: so would you say on your end emily marie that you can't build an attraction over time or it just hasn't worked for you to the point where like you don't see it that way
3: it hasn't worked for me yet i would say not you know to sound i don't know shallow or whatever you want to say but i feel like i am looking for a physical attraction on like a first date mm-hmm if i'm not physically attracted to you like in a, in a way i just i don't know i just don't yeah. see it going forward and i don't mean that in a bad way but i would i would want somebody to be physically attracted to me on the first date
0: i like the i think 3 is a good number i feel like that is a good you know it's not too many not too few what do you guys think
1: well i mean you talk about like the first date like why are you and it's like if you're not attracted to them on the first date why are you giving them those two other dates i think that's where i don't know it's hard for me i'm so torn on this issue because i think i always go into dates super self-conscious about how other people think of me and like are they attracted to me and i wouldn't want somebody to force it on their end like if they're not genuinely attracted like like just end it right then and there, you know, I don't want to get any yeah, further. And so then I'm like, why am I? Because I, I've done the same thing, Emily Marie, sometimes where I'm like, let's give it more dates and see how it goes. But then we go back to this idea of the lemon law, right? Like if you're not immediately attracted to them and you don't immediately feel a connection, why are you letting it go for so long? And so I'm so torn in my head all the time. And I've gone back and forth over the years of dating about what it means, mm-hmm. like either way. And I think I've just kind of settled with like being true to my feelings. And if I'm like so sure right away that I don't want to continue, then I don't continue. But if like there's like a partial connection, because I think like if you feel some sort of attraction, you can build that. Mm
0: -hmm. I think if you
1: feel no attraction, it's really hard to feel some attraction. And then that's kind of what I've kind of come to, but still sort of torn in my head.
0: It makes me think back to how on our last couple of episodes, how it seems like Luis and Julian have, put everything out there on the first date. So it made me think of like I feel like that guy did the same thing on the second date where it was like he really opened up more and then it was like that contributed to my attraction. So I'm curious if you're on a date with someone who doesn't like quite open up the same way that it seems like you guys do, if that's part of it.
1: That's a really good point. Cause like I think that's where it's like I'm just like maybe I haven't given them enough chance or mm. enough opportunity for them to open up immediately. But then that toes the line of physical attraction versus, like, you know, emotional intimacy and that type of attraction. Because the physical attraction, like, that's, like, may not change date one to two, Mm -hmm. you know? But you're right, the emotional intimacy part of it. And that is arguably a lot more important, you know, at the end of the day, depending on who you are. So maybe, yeah, you make a really good point. I don't know, I haven't, you know, because I'm very open on the first date, but... I maybe don't give enough opportunity for other people right. to be as open because they might take a couple of dates to get there and so you make a good point there and that's something that yeah. i think i can, I can learn from
0: well sure. i'm sure that you make them feel comfortable but you yeah. could even acknowledge that and say hey like i realize this is something i do as i yeah. talk about these things and i just want you to feel comfortable to be able to share that but i yeah. understand it might take you some time to get there and i just want yeah. to create the space for that
3: think comfortability is huge right I Mm -hmm. think I look for that maybe that's even what I'm looking for first and I don't think about it but someone who makes you feel really comfortable in that space yeah Um, because I feel like that's super important as you build a physical or an emotional connection right like you're gonna be able to show like this person every part of you Mm -hmm. um, both emotionally and physically and like if you have like doubts about yourself or you struggle with those things on your own like that's gonna be right there up front in that relationship so Mm
1: -hmm. It's interesting, I was reading this fact the other day um, that psychologists at UPenn have determined that, like, within the first three seconds of meeting somebody, you'll decide whether or not you want to have a physical relationship with them. (laughs) Which I think is, like, such, an such like, it goes right back to that Lemon Law thing, right, that we were talking about, right?
0: That's, like, not even the length of a good inhale. Yeah, I'm (laughs) just like, I was like, I don't know
1: if I believe this. I I didn't read really too much into it, and so I was just curious what your thoughts about that are. Like Anybody, if anybody wants to chime in, like, do you really know whether or not you want to have a physical relationship with somebody within the first few seconds of meeting with them?
2: I feel like not, like, maybe for that (laughs) night, you do know, but for like, (laughs) if the date goes past the first date, then maybe that'll change. So I feel like it's hard because that fact doesn't really give you longevity in terms of like, if I do go on a second or third date with this person, will that physical attraction grow? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. for me at least, if I there's definitely been times where I go on a first date, and I'm like not 100% physically yeah. attracted to someone. But then if I give them like the second or third date, then I'm like, okay, there's more physical attraction here. Um, but I think three seconds is crazy.
0: <laughs> I would like to know how they measured that. Like, yeah. Let me see your methodology behind that study. Yeah, I got to look a little more into it.
1: As a scientist, I feel a little... Uh... Lack of
0: data. Three yeah, seconds. I feel a little... Uh... It just makes me think of, like, Family Feud. Hit the button really quick with your answer.
2: It makes you wonder, like, (laughs) what am I doing on the first three seconds of our first date? (laughs) Maybe I blew it three seconds in already.
3: (laughs) But it is all about that, like, first impression, though, right? I mean, we've all been on the dates where the first impression is is not good right like they walk in and like they're on their phone and they don't greet you or it's just chaos right yeah. or like you walk in on a first date and they're dressed well and they greet you and they make eye contact right that yep. first impression is huge
0: yeah my other lemon loss story related to that was some guy from bumble like i feel like this is three years ago or something met for a walk that's another common activity <laughs> for first dates, get some exercise and so Good he shows up with flip-flops on and sweatpants, and I'm like, we're walking, you know. So we go walking, and I did that thing where I'm like, okay, I want to turn around. <laughs> this was a very quick walk, and I was – I sort of cut it off pretty quick. And then he texted me after and was like, that's never happened to me where someone's, like, barely given me any time. I did kind of feel bad after, but it's like, you're – clearly not being intentional about this and you know for showing up and and just had a bad attitude but anyways yeah so that was my probably quickest lemon law experience
1: just to follow up kind of on my uh, like kind of fact earlier i was just doing like a little bit more research and it looks like there's like a, an fmri-based study that shows that a person falls in, in love like you know kind of pretty immediately after meeting somebody it's like almost instant and that there's like you know when we talk about like all the chemicals in the brains and the areas of the brain that activate when somebody's in love a lot of them activate come kind of instantly mm. when you meet somebody that's so not just talking about physical attraction but a lot of stuff happens maybe in split second decisions maybe that we aren't even aware of so can we fight that by going on more dates that's another question you know <laughs> yeah or can we build on that i don't know things to think about
0: yeah no wonder i have so much anxiety driving on to, <laughs> to a first date
3: yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah does anyone have an example of um where you felt like you weren't not attracted to someone in the beginning but then you found that your attraction grew the more that you got to know someone or do you feel like most of the time you've looked for it right away it sounds like we're saying we look for it mostly right away is what I'm hearing but
3: I feel like it can get like kind of Julian touched on it I think if you have that physical initial attraction and then like you see maybe that they're passionate about their job or like they make you laugh and they make you smile right and there's other attributes that you really find attractive Mm -hmm. I think you can build the attraction but I think it was there to begin with right Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least something. I, like something. I just, I don't know if that's been yep. my experience, but.
0: Yeah, I feel like the partial thing was helpful when you said mm-hmm. that. Because it is like, if it's none whatsoever, I can hard see how build. it's hard. But if it's like, oh, there's a little intrigue there, I can see how giving it time might be mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah.
2: Because then I also feel like. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes you have that friend where it's like, oh, if we took this to the next level. We would be more than friends, but I don't want to ruin that friendship. But it's like you don't have that physical attraction with that friend, maybe. But you grew like an emotional attraction to them Mm -hmm. because you guys are such close friends. So I feel like in that sense, you can build an attraction.
1: You can build a physical attraction, you're saying, if you have an emotional attraction.
2: Yeah, but I feel like it's. It's a fine line because you're friends with this person. It's like, do I want to break this friendship?
1: So that's me? like another element to it, yeah. like yeah, bringing the friends to relationship.
0: Right. And you. Yeah. And it's like, can you go back from that? Yeah. Or is it like there's so much of <laughs> your face? I no, uh, <laughs> no, I guess not. I don't think there's a going back. Yeah. yeah. Or well, it I is like, yeah. Or could, it, yeah. yeah. But it is cool to think of, yeah, what could be there that you don't know about if you did go there. So
3: not too long ago, I tried to date this friend of mine. Um, we're okay friends now, but I would definitely say our friendship okay. is not the same. Mm-hmm. So he um, he lives here in Tucson, but I had met him probably, like previously through a friend. And like instantly when I moved to Tucson, he had asked me out and I actually turned him down. Uh, Because I didn't want to hurt the friendship. I wasn't like completely physically attracted to him at the beginning. But then like as I got to know him, honestly, I did like kind of develop some like maybe emotional connection. We had always this like flirty banter back and forth. So I felt like that helped grow my attraction to him. And so one day, I don't remember, it was like months into living here. I like messaged him. I was like, hey, let's give it a try. Like, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. We went on three dates I believe it was and it just like for some reason like in a I don't know one-on-one setting we just didn't have it and it just it was really and I was really struggling with it like I would cry because I was just really worried about it and like I didn't want to lose like one of my only friends in town and um and then on our last date that we went on he had I had actually Long story short, I had picked him up, so I was dropping him off at his house. But we had this awkward talk in the car, and um, it got a little emotional. And he took it pretty pretty rough. Um, so I would definitely say it's hard. I would say we're still friends, but. Yeah.
0: It's not the same. Yeah. But it's, I think it's, you don't know until you try. So it's, if there was an interest there, it's like, might as well go for it and follow your instincts on that, you know? But yeah, that's good insight. And then I was doing a little research too, unless, Julian, do you have more of your facts? Because no. I also have some. But. I
1: have way too many facts. I'll just let you go ahead. <laughs>
0: Three seconds. So somewhere between three seconds and, what is it, five minutes for the lemon wallet? Yeah. So, so. <laughs> that's really not much time. Apparently we like efficiency here. I feel like that's yeah. a caveman
2: instinct, you
0: know? Yeah, totally. Um, there was a study, of course, the classic question of, is it opposites attract or um, thinking about some being attracted to someone who's more mm-hmm. similar to you? Mm-hmm. So in doing a quick... Uh, Let's search on that there. Let's see. In reading this website that was summarizing some studies on that. I'm just going to read it to you because I feel like they say it really well. Um, So similarity, liking others who are like us. At the heart of attraction is the idea that we like being with people who provide rewarding and positive interactions. An early study on attraction assessed whether rewards were associated with how similar to people are. Um, to do this, researchers asked over 150 participants to read an, a questionnaire about attitudes, so like attitudes about premarital sex or television shows, etc., um, allegedly completed by another participant or what researchers refer to as a bogus stranger, then rate the attraction towards the bogus stranger. The researchers altered the scales to manipulate how similar the bogus stranger was to the participant and how many attitudes appeared on the scale. They discovered that proportion of similarity is how is more important than overall number of similar attitudes, such that it is more important to be similar on 7 out of 10 traits, so about 70%, rather than 30 out of 200, so like 15%. This study laid the foundation for hundreds of subsequent studies into the importance of similarity and attraction. And that was from... Bur- <laughs> My doodle is whining for the toy to be tossed. Um, and that was from Byrne and Nelson in 1965, a study. So curious if anyone has thoughts on the people that you've been attracted to. Do you feel like they're more similar to you or... <laughs> more opposites attract. Um. Such,
1: such like, I kind of feel like it hits home on kind of my recent dating trend because like I think the two most recent people that I've been on dates on, one was like back in December and it was like we were completely different people, like mm-hmm. complete opposites, like two different worlds, like, like how we grew up, um, kind of our personalities, our interests. Um, we only had like one thing in, common um and I was like okay let's like give it a shot it was just kind of out of the blue um and I feel like I was like forcing it the whole entire time and then at the same time like or just like a couple weeks later I went on dates with somebody who was very very similar to me like we connected on every single aspect and it was interesting to see these two things kind of collide with each other because like Mm -hmm. you think about it a lot and you hear about a lot but these are like two almost polar opposite people Mm -hmm. that I was going on dates with and I was like wow this is like but this is completely different but I felt like with the person that was opposite to me instead of trying to meet them as two opposite people at least I personally was trying to be too much like a different person too Mm -hmm. much not like myself and I felt like it just took away from my enjoyment of um what we had and it just didn't feel right and I felt like I was so anxious all the time and Maybe that's just a me thing, like you can make mm-hmm. opposites attract work, but it just didn't. And like with a similar person, I just felt so comfortable. Like right away, it was like that. It was like a snap. Yeah. It was just like we could talk about anything for hours. Like I know we were talking about earlier, like on a first date, like not only would I open up, but they opened up too. Like it mm-hmm. was just like right back and forth, back and forth because we matched so well. And so I was like being able to see those two things right next to each other was just like, wow, like similarity is yeah. so important for me. As much as opposites attract, I think similarities just, at least for me, make me feel so much more comfortable in a relationship.
0: And it sounds like when you say similarities in this specific example, it was maybe how, from an emotional perspective, just with how open she was with communication, like rather than necessarily interests, like, oh, we're interested in these things it's a little bit of
1: both you know like yeah openness with communication but also like you know like we were both like similar fields we were both really passionate about our jobs we both had Mm -hmm. like dreams and aspirations we both had like kind of even similar like upbringing so we could connect culturally we could connect you know Mm -hmm. through a lot of that stuff which I think is is important I mean it's not the only thing right at the end of the day but it was important for me um when I'd just been searching for somebody to feel comfortable with it just felt easy to be comfortable with them and I feel like I, I, I hate to use this word but I feel like easy is just so important for me in a relationship yeah. like I want it to feel easy I don't have to try hard to make something work I want it to work right away
0: and do you yeah. feel like the person that was opposite of you do you feel like when you said you felt like you were forcing it to work yeah how so was that just ah. communication styles or
1: I just like remember like on our dates I'd be like Oh my gosh, I'd be like looking for anything to find a similarity with yeah, me. I'd be like, oh, you like Harry Potter? Oh, I like Harry Potter, you know? And it'd be like, we'd be different on so Let's many talk different about things. The sorcerers. But just like one thing <laughs> that we connected on, I would harp on so much. And it'd just be like, yeah. this is my whole identity. Yeah. And, I, and, and maybe it's just how I was approaching the dates, which is mm-hmm. why I was like, I don't want to take away from other people who might believe opposites attract. But mm-hmm. for me personally, it was like, I felt so comfortable with a person I felt similar with. It was just. It was, like, night and day.
0: day yeah. Day, so. Yeah, and you want to yeah. align on values and um, just practical things on, like, how you like to spend your time and things like that. Yeah. So, Because I think sometimes we can over-romanticize love and relationships and look for that. At least I'm speaking to myself. I look for that, like, fiery connection of, like, Because I really enjoy connecting with different people, and so I feel like I'm more of like almost an opposites attract kind of person, which is maybe why I haven't been successful. Um, But I really like that, just learning from people who have had such a different life than me. I I really love connecting with different people in that way and hearing about what they've learned in their life and how it's impacted them and what's important to them and what aha moments they've had in their life. So I feel like I've maybe gone for more like of the opposite of me. Interesting. Yeah. Which is,
1: I mean, I value those things too, right? I think it's important that people are different, but like, I think it's just like a comfortability thing for me. I don't know if you feel like, can you feel like, do you feel comfortable around people that are completely different from you or like, or opposite in one way or
0: another? Yeah. I feel like I always feel comfortable and I just love, asking questions yeah. and learning about how different people are. Cause I think that I get to express yeah. different sides of myself in that way and like get to know different yeah. aspects of who I am through those connections where it's like, and it's cool to just be like, oh yeah, these people I've dated have this in common, but like, wow, they're so different in this way. It's just yeah. really cool to me and yeah. interesting. So interesting. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah something to think about do you guys feel like your exes were similar to you or or opposites just thinking about like even just interests or I feel like personality I wise enjoy
3: connecting with people who have similar values yeah. myself. i don't necessarily think i care so much about like similarities is like personality wise or hobbies or things like that but if we're going to clash on some of the big things in my life like family and like faith and things like that that would be hard for me Mm -hmm. um but I mean I guess as long as somebody respected me and respected my point of view and where I come from on things I guess maybe it would be okay but
0: yeah so kind of looking for those similar values as a starting point and then
3: because mm-hmm. I feel like I enjoy when someone's different than myself right like if I'm goofy and silly maybe somebody who can be a little bit more serious at times mm-hmm. or like the exact opposite if I'm going to be more serious in a situation like someone who can pull out the fun and the excitement in myself mm-hmm. but, so I feel like that's where the opposite is fun right yeah. like yeah. someone who can just like be the yin to your yang type of situation but oh, sorry. I do think there needs to be some type of connection yeah <laughs>
2: Common ground yeah. yeah I do I like what Emily Marie said and what Emily said like in terms of like values oh what Julian said of course
3: <laughs> <it's very good. laughs> Come on, I, I don't know it's kind of like a, <laughs> obviously I'm the last
2: one to talk on this topic but like I feel like it's a good mixture of everything like I like Emily said like I love hearing someone who came from a different upbringing than mm-hmm. me but like I also feel like I couldn't relate to someone who grew up completely different from me so like I didn't grow up with like a ton of money. I didn't grow up from like a wealthy family. So it'd be very hard for me to like be attracted to someone who grew up around money all the time. You get what I mean? So I feel like there's a healthy balance there. And then kind of what Emily, Emily Marie said in terms of values, like, I definitely feel like if we agree on values, it's going to be much better than if we disagree. But I would love someone who has like different hobbies than me, different interests, because I, at the end of the day, like I, I'm in a relationship to learn about you, you know, And if I can't learn about you because we're so similar, it's like, I feel like it almost gets boring to me because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I almost feel like this is a friendship. Like my friends are people who I do things Mm -hmm. that we both like to do, you know, versus Mm -hmm. like a relationship is somebody who I'm going to learn things from, whether it's hobbies, whether it's interests, whether it's the way they grew up or like what they Mm -hmm. like to do or their work. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I need for me, a relationship. It's. I need to be learning something constantly, whether it's about you or whether it's about something you enjoy to do. So I feel like that's where the opposite comes in for me. Mm. But I do love having the similarities like Julian said, because like I can't see myself dating someone who like doesn't speak Spanish or can't communicate in Spanish, you know? So like I need a similarity on that extent. And it's not a deal breaker, but it's just like it makes me that much more comfortable Mm -hmm. because I know that they can communicate with my family okay you know so that's just like my twist on things I
1: hate kind of hate that I went first now because (laughs) everything that you guys all said I like relate to it's just like I think I was like just thinking of my most recent example but it's I think it's also interesting because this is where I feel like maybe we're a little different you know we've had a lot of similarities throughout this podcast where we found like a lot of like Mm -hmm. shared interests but maybe a little different because I do relate to a lot of stuff, but I feel like more than anything, I still look for similarities at the end of the day. I mean, it doesn't have to be similar hobbies and interests, but I do want somebody with like similar goals and dreams and passions, you know?
2: Well, yeah, because That's important too. Exactly, yeah. 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 But like, if it came down to it and it was like, oh, would I rather have someone similar or someone opposite? I think my answer would probably be somebody opposite of me.
1: Huh. Cool.
2: Mm. Which... I also don't feel like I've ever really been in that situation, so maybe that's what I'm
0: doing wrong. Well, I feel like it kind of expands your mind and gets you out of your own head a little bit. At least that's what it does for me is like just learning from different people. And they might say something that makes me consider a different way to think about something. And I'm like, oh, how cool is it that I get to learn from this person who has this view on something that I didn't think about? exactly so. no, yeah, for sure.
2: and like i don't know everything about what i know but i'd rather know more about what i don't know than more about what i already know if that makes sense <laughs> it's kind yeah, of yeah you want i'd rather be well rounded in like everything than like super good at one thing like i want to yeah. know everything and yeah. that's just i guess that's just me
1: I, I, love that. The, I mean there's a reason we're all on this podcast is we don't all know all the answers right. to everything I think Literally we right. all continue <laughs> learning and we all have different opinions so it's not like there's one right way to do things which I mm-hmm. think is maybe the lesson to take away from all of us just sharing that it's like there's not really one right mm-hmm. perspective on something sometimes
3: it's a mixture yeah, I think
1: exactly and we've all been uh, unsuccessful in different like, ways <laughs>
0: Right. we're just trying to figure it out yeah. Yeah, I think the definition of success is a growth mindset, which we clearly all have. So
1: <laughs> So we're all, we've all been successful in different right. ways is That's really true. what I was meant to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. love it. Because, yeah, it looks like just going back to that study that I mentioned, they discovered that proportion of similarity is more important than overall numbers, um, number of similar attitudes So it's more important to be similar on 7 out of 10 traits rather than 30 out of 200 traits. So anyways, it seems like, yeah, having that similarity is important. Um, The other study was thinking about proximity. So friends in the dorm, the power of proximity. So there's a saying that you can choose your friends but not your family. However, it may be that your choice of friends isn't totally within your conscious control either either. In a classic study of friendship formation, researchers asked nearly 300 MIT dormitory residents to list their closest friends. The researchers then looked at where the the listed friends lived in the dorms. When someone lived one door away, there was a 41% likelihood they were listed as a close friend. As the number of doors increased, that likelihood decreased such that those living four doors away only had a 10% likelihood of being listed as a close friend. This study demonstrates the importance that proximity or being physically near others has on relationship formation. And that was from Festinger um, et al., we'll say, in 1950. So, yeah, we're all coworkers and we spend a lot of time together. So to we someone. definitely, we ha- we share a very small PT office <laughs> in our very close. I think we see Anyways. each
3: other, especially us four, right? We see each other in a lot of different settings, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that only helps, like to, I don't know, gain respect for one another, yeah. gain like, um, kind of understanding of each other a little bit because I feel like we are also different, but we all have so many similarities as well. So I feel like it's how we connect a little bit on, yeah, on things.
2: Yeah. yeah kind Of hearing about that study and like being in close proximity with everyone, it kind of sounds like that study's like saying, Yeah, you can build the an attraction over time, you just need to spend more time with people, kind of thing. So that's it sounds, true. It literally sounds like we like it, makes yeah. it sound like you just need to go on a bunch of days with one person, and eventually, you like, <laughs> know, but it's just like, Who has the patience for that and who has oh the time God. for that? Like,
0: that's a good point. That's what it sounds yeah. like, but
2: in like. It makes sense to me that you're attracted to someone who's closer to you, but also at the same time, I can't see myself spending all this time with someone who I don't immediately click with, you know?
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it is why sometimes I miss college too, just because Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw, I went to a really small college with only um, 1,500 people actually. So it was very small. And so I feel like I became really good friends and, we all kind of dated the same <laughs> Sorry, that was too much. But it is like, I just think of that where I'm like, yeah, it was a really small community. Yeah. And we saw each other in all different types of situations. And yeah. um, so that made us closer as friends and otherwise.
1: <laughs> the good old days, as they say, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's so cool too, just in that study, how it was, they saw such a difference in the next door neighbor compared to even just a couple doors down. That's so interesting.
2: Yeah. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with kind of like we were asking each other earlier, like, Oh, it's your type kind of thing. And like, my answer was always like, it really just depends who I'm around. And yeah. What kind of people I'm around. So I feel like that study kind of in lines with the way I think about things. Like if I'm mm-hmm. around certain people, I'm mm-hmm. going to be more attracted to them versus if I'm around another group of people, like I'll be attracted to them strange to think about
0: it's like you just have more opportunities to interact and more opportunities to connect and talk about different things maybe and so I agree. so this one's interesting called the bridge study in this classic study three re- three researchers left the lab to examine men's attraction to a female they met under one of two conditions on a high unstable shaky bridge or on a low sturdy bridge in each condition as the men crossed the street they met a female experimenter who asked the men to tell stories about a set of ambiguous pictures she also gave the men her phone number just in case you have any questions The men who met her on the high bridge told stories with more sexual content and were more likely to call her than the men who met her on the low, sturdy bridge. The reason? Misattribution of arousal or the idea that the high bridge created a sense of arousal that the men mistakenly thought was due to the female experimenter. So that was... Uh, A study by Dutton in 1974. Um, So I guess the thing that comes to mind when I read that was just thinking about what type of activity you choose for a date. So like doing something exciting together or scary together where it's like maybe you're hiking at night or like going climbing or doing something that's a little more intense and how that could contribute to attraction. It's, yeah. that's the first thing I thought of but I thought that was
3: I feel like <laughs> adrenaline is always a good thing right? Right, right like I went on a first date one time it was so much fun we went like go kart racing and like Whoa. just the com- like competition we had like yeah. just the rivalry of just like you know the activity itself and just like I don't know the playful dancer like the flirting about like I mean it did it added to the entire drama of the day <laughs> Yeah, um, and then I feel like even afterwards when we went to like for dinner, then right, like we were still on that high from like all the competition <laughs> during the day.
0: Yeah. So I love that because I feel like you chose an activity and it sort of brought out good energy that mm-hmm. was there that maybe you wouldn't have discovered if you right. were like this guy I went on a date with, you know, walking on the river path where he was wearing flip flops, you know. Right. so yeah. maybe I could have chosen a better activity for that date to show, hey, I'm interested in having fun, and, like, let's just kind of set this situation up to be something that could be exciting, and you both had that energy, which came out. So so were you attracted to him then?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes me rethink my first date. Yeah,
1: that sounds like an odd I first love date first dates. to be honest.
3: If, like I am, like, yeah. way more attracted to you. Uh-huh. Sorry. No. It's if again. you suggest something fun to do yeah Um. not that i don't enjoy a good coffee date or something like that but i don't know all my like favorite dates that i can think about have always been like mini golf or like i'm a competitive person so like if there's competition involved (laughs) i'm gonna probably have a good time
2: and i like that because you can always do like the coffee date or the dinner dinner date afterwards like yeah you want something exciting to go into kind of thing i know so
3: i think sadly i've gone i've veered towards more of the shorter dates Because I'm like, I just haven't had that much luck. And honestly, it's like my time is so valuable at this point. Like, not that those, you know, not that they can't be fun, but it's like, okay, like, how much time do I really want to spend on this? What if it's bad? How do you bail? Um, The fun dates are a little harder to like kind of get out of at times.
0: Yeah. So I think it's maybe changing your mindset and saying, let me just... Feel like there's the opportunity there for it to go well, rather than going in, and that's exactly what I did with this guy with the flip flops that I keep talking about. Where I just am like, <laughs> I really don't want to take flip flops on the first date. <laughs> so Got funny. it. I know. I'm like, I really don't want to be here. And so that I communicated that through the activity I chose. So I will say I do take responsibility yeah. for that. And I, this whole go kart thing has me thinking that I need to give people more of a chance to um you know be fun and and sort of set set it up like oh this will go well yeah
3: I know I have a bad habit of like already yeah. not being excited about it before I go um which is not a good mental space to be in because if you're already expecting it to not go well <laughs> I mean that's
0: recipe yeah. for it to probably not go well but
1: Dating sure. has just gotten so bad and in general, just, yeah. you know, which is like I don't blame you.
0: But, yeah, so having a good mindset going into it, and that was my takeaway from that, is <laughs> choosing more exciting activities to go on. Um, I would definitely take note of that. Yeah,
1: kind of want to go go karting now. <laughs> it's so much
3: fun. There's a really fun place over here. Gonna <laughs> let you know. You can have their slow cars, and then you can like pay l- actually you buy these really, really fast ones. It's actually pretty fun. You have to wear this special helmet and everything. So then you get the moment of like he puts the helmet on you, and it's like
0: this. Yeah. You
3: know, here, wear the helmet. So oh. then,
0: if you started out in the first three seconds thinking I'm partially attracted to someone, maybe oh, this yeah. whole in the study misattribution. Of arousal will then take you to fully attracted <laughs> after a whirl around the go kart track. <laughs> anyway, it was a good date. <laughs> so, right. That's how long did that one last? You don't have to say. I just like was curious. This one date? The one that you went on the go kart like date the with? One oh. oh, like no. Well, how, how long? Did how wait? long? How many other dates did you have? Oh, we remember? probably went on five or cool. six. Days. Awesome.
1: Yeah. The only thing about that study is like I keep like thinking like. <laughs> it, what their conclusion was that the men mistakenly thought that it was due to the female <laughs> experimenter which means that the female experimenter wasn't actually interested <laughs> <though. laughs> so in more a mistake. but i, I, like, I we took it. No, no, it, like i hope i'm interpreting it i don't know interp- some... i don't yeah. think we need to worry about it. i like how we interpreted it because I, yeah. I think our takeaways
0: are pretty positive yeah, exactly which we is that
1: f- we focus on the positive takeaways that excitement yeah. adds to the excitement of a date oh, Right. and it adds to attraction is what i meant to say but
0: yeah right because that's, that's my goal is always like, how can I just change my actions to help me move forward and have more meaningful relationships? So, huh. <laughs> um, yeah. and then the next one is the power of winning you over. Which is more attractive, someone that has always liked you or someone who first did not find you appealing but eventually became more positive? Mm -hmm. A clever study tested this by having college students engage in a series of meetings. The participant accidentally, in parentheses, it was actually an intentional part of the study, overheard the experimenter describe them in one of four ways, either all positive, all negative, initially negative but becoming positive, Or initially positive but becoming negative. As you would expect participants liked the experimenter when the evaluation was completely positive, but surprisingly liked the experimenter even more when the evaluation was initially negative but became positive. This finding demonstrates the gain-loss theory of attraction or the idea that winning over people who had an initial bad impression is more rewarding to us than someone who liked us all along. And that was from um, Aronson in 1965. So I thought that was interesting, too, just thinking about maybe being competitive. And just obviously, everyone, we all want people to like us. And so feeling like you were able to win someone over was positive. rewarding, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really have any practical examples of that one or applications, but I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to think.
1: Of that. Yeah. I think oh, it's okay. it's interesting because, like, yes, it's more rewarding for the person when they win somebody over, mm-hmm. but like that also means that the other person has to change their mind or mm-hmm. opinion, and that sometimes sure. like hard to do because we just were talking about it. Like, you know, if you're not initially attracted to somebody, are you actually going to change your mind about them? So it's it's really up to the other person in the end. So I think this gives. One perspective of it that we haven't necessarily considered is the other party of the situation. So, true. Just interesting to think about, though. Part.
3: There is sure. another person
1: involved yes, there in this. Is <laughs> Dang it! <Yeah>. No.
0: <laughs> well, and I hope that that person did not like change who they were or to make someone like them. Because I do think, as hard as it is yeah. to have someone break something off, I feel like I try and tell myself it just wasn't a match and. It just wasn't a good fit, rather than feel like I have to change myself to fit what someone else wants me to be, because I want to be accepted and loved and everything, but just realizing that if it's not a fit, it's not a fit, and I don't have to change who I am. Yeah, it really makes
2: you wonder, like, what clicked or what happened if you didn't change yourself, for someone to be like, oh, -hmm. I guess I'll give him a shot, you know? Totally
3: kind
1: of hard to tell mm-hmm. it's funny I don't know if you guys remember like the first episode I told that story about how one of my exes when they broke up with me they told me like to like not open my heart as much and I kind of went the opposite direction and I feel like ever since then um, like ever since that I, I, I've been like hey I'm just going to put it all out there be myself mm-hmm. and it's funny I like, didn't listen to that advice and ever since then I've had a lot more positive experience on dates, even though they always haven't turned out the best. Mm-hmm. I've just been more comfortable with who I am and being that person and being like, even if it doesn't work out, like you're saying, it doesn't necessarily have to do with me. It has to do with, you know, yeah. just the connection or something like that. And I think I didn't have that perspective beforehand. I was always looking to change or looking to try to be something for somebody else. Um, but and, yeah.
0: And it's interesting that she didn't see that see it that way, like that she felt like she needed to provide you that feedback, almost like, you know, yeah. yeah. rather than say this wasn't a good fit for us together, it was interesting that she was trying to make it like something you shouldn't do, yeah. even though that's like one of your best qualities is that you open your heart up to people and it's benefited you in all your other relationships. Sure um, It's worked better for friendships so far than anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice yeah um, Thank yeah you for and, that yeah I'm totally. Sure. and I think what I'm working on is making sure mm-hmm. that I'm communicating what I want to communicate and asking for the things I need to and not being afraid with like what the other person's response is because I think sometimes I just get really afraid of rejection or something coming to an end. So I keep it going even though there's certain things that I know I need to start asking for or start expressing, but I just remember talking about that last week with love languages that sometimes I keep things going because I'm afraid of rejection and I want that person to like me and I'm afraid that if I am true to myself and bring up something that's important for me to talk about that they will not respond well to that and then they're having a negative response to me and then it could Mm -hmm. come to an end but then there's a lot of anxiety that comes with continuing to not listen to yourself and vocalizing what you need so that's kind of what i'm working on as we chat through these topics (laughs) um any other thoughts on that one before the final one to share the final study
1: oh that's you summarized it well
0: All right, so the last one was, what is beautiful is good. Most people assume that being physically attractive is a good thing, but this study shows just how good it can be. Undergraduates viewed pictures of men and women representing several levels of attractiveness. Based on the photographs alone, they rated the more attractive people as being more kind, outgoing, modest, sensitive, sociable, and interesting, but the positive perceptions didn't end there. Participants also viewed more attractive people as having better jobs, better marriages, and better lives. These results demonstrate our strong bias toward beauty and the stereotypical beliefs we ascribe to more attractive individuals. And that was from Dion et al. in 1972. Um, So I feel like we probably have all heard of that study. I feel like that's a pretty common one where we assume that if someone's attractive they have a great job and they've got a great marriage and they've got it all together and because mm-hmm. our brain our brain likes patterns it, mm-hmm. it likes to make things make sense and so I can see how we would say if someone's looks good they have oh, it. They have a good job yeah and they
2: mm-hmm. do like, that. especially now in the era of social media that's mm-hmm. even more true right because we see so much on social media and it's like all these influencers have this golden life, you know, mm-hmm. this golden relationship, this golden marriage kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. And rather than comparing yourself to other people, it's like, how can you live your best life and know that not all of us, we don't have it all together and there's all things we can all work on. and um... <laughs> Yeah. The doodles haven't been battling too much. Mm-hmm. But if you've heard... Think Luna's <laughs> exhausted
3: from their play date today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. So, yeah, those are some interesting studies. Any other fun facts from you, Julian? Oh, post- I got
1: all the fun facts. Um, <laughs> did you know okay. that Neil Armstrong, when he finished his mission, um, he had to quarantine as well after, mm-hmm. you yeah. know... Neil yeah, Armstrong's sure the guy that went to space, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh the moon, that's correct. Sorry. Space. <laughs> One small step. <laughs> One small
1: step <laughs> like in space. Uh, he had to quarantine, and while in quarantine, he learned how to play the ukulele. Fun wow. Wow. fact. That's amazing. I, I don't know if that's the type of fun fact you were looking for. but I liked
3: it. Well, that's great.
0: was yeah. like good. Yeah. I love it. Well, I think the takeaway is, so can you build attraction? <laughs> or do you look for it right away just to take us back to Earth? <laughs> <was our> space <laughs> um, So it sounds like we, we mostly look for it right away, but a couple of the studies and just insights and stories that we all shared makes us think, hey, let's maybe uh, give people more of a chance. I like Emily Marie's three date rule, so I might... Try to apply that in the future. And I also, my other takeaway is the three-date rule and also choosing better activities for a first date just based on that bridge study. So like, how can I set us up for an exciting time?
2: Yeah, set yourself up for (laughs) success. I feel like that's definitely a takeaway I'm going to take. Yeah. How many coffee dates has this girl been on before? (laughs) How many dinner dates has she been on before? If I'm really trying to stand out, why am I doing these basic things that other people already did kind of
0: thing for sure and i feel like that loops us back to what we talked about a lot on our pilot episode which is the word intentional so i think when you're being intentional about what you do in all areas of your life you're more likely to see results so i feel like that's a common theme that we see in things that come up in what we read in our episodes and in the stories we share with each other great All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. This is The Lemon Law, and I'm your host, Emily. My name is Luis.
1: My name is Julian.
0: And I'm Emily Marie. And next episode, we will probably talk about, we're open to your ideas, by the way, so you can follow us at The Lemon Law on Instagram and leave your comments on what you would like to talk about because we're absolutely open to your ideas. And we thought about next time talking about breakups, so those times when things don't work out and how do those conversations go um, and what are some ways you can take care of yourself in that moment, in that grieving process. So for now, we will say good night and thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next one.